The photographer projects himself into everything he sees, identifying himself with everything in order to know it and to feel it better. The experience and the photograph are not the same things. Welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. And this is episode 189 for the middle of August. And we are literally recording this in the middle of August. Exactly in the middle of August. <laughs> like, and you are, believe the temperature here today. What, what's the temperature? It's uh, 98.7 degrees Fahrenheit here. Damn. Dang. And it's humid. And... Uh, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you look like I a, was, a little bit of struggle. I, yeah, <laughs> I was like, sitting in an air-conditioned office building downtown, went to my air-conditioned car, got home, and I picked up the mail down the block, and my wife's like, what are you all sweaty for? <laughs> it's just nice. It's, it's, it's the Amazon You've outside. been here at home with no air conditioning all day? I've been oh. in air conditioning all day. We didn't have it that bad today. We were in the, in the 80s. It was warm. In the morning, I brought my car in to get inspected, and then by the time I came back, uh, it's it cool. I would say it cooled down. If mm -hmm. there was actually a breeze and the humidity died down, I was like, "Oh, this is very nice," mm -hmm. but not not as bad. When I got up this because... morning, it was pretty nice, but I didn't expect it to get that high. That seems like a pretty nasty, warm front for you guys that far north. I'm yeah. just waiting for the spectacular thunder showers that I know are coming because that's what they really never show up. up Everybody says, well, you say that, but it happens here. It happens. Yeah. Here. The th well, it's actually good for you because then you get to see some great clouds. Everybody say, Oh, thunderstorms, thunderstorms is going to cool down. And it, <clears throat> it never does. It never gets cooler. So, oh, wow. but yeah, actually I, I, I had to drop my car off this morning. First thing. Cause they, like, uh, they wanted to inspect it at seven 30 in the morning. I was like, Oh, okay, great. But that gives me time to walk home. And I didn't bring my camera with me, but I did capture some street stuff while I was walking home on my phone. It actually came out good. So when I walked over back to the uh, mechanic to um, pick up the car, I brought my camera with me and I walked a little slower. So I did get my morning walk. Mm. Usually I do my morning walk while I'm eating breakfast, but I got my morning walk. And, and I came across, I was walking down the street in Borough Park on the way to the mechanic, and there's this giant goat. Uh, in front of um, uh, a tattoo parlor, it's stuffed. But oh, okay. It's a yeah, no, but it caught me off guard because it was, and of course I had to take pictures of it because that's my job now is to take pictures of all yeah, the crazy. And you're being minutia. recognized by the community, apparently. I, right I am being recognized by the community. I'll tell you about that in a second. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I there's a goat, right? And so I'm really glad I brought my other camera with me instead of just using my phone. I didn't want to use my phone for this, so. Uh, yes, yes, I have been, I have been becoming a, a local celebrity. <laughs> just, I don't mean that as always. As I don't really care, but people have noticed me because I think I might be the only um, bloke walking around the street with a camera in my hands, and and uh, often I'm pointing at something bizarre or an object, or right. in this case, I was pointed at a. Um, a, f a fire call box that's out of order that mm -hmm. someone turned into an art exhibit in a way. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, this this guy stops me. He goes, "Hey, are you that photographer who posts on Facebook?" This is like the second time this has happened, maybe third yeah. time. And I'm like, "Yeah, you know." And he's, "Your name is Antonio, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, "I'm I'm surprised you remember." He's like, "Yeah, I love your photography and blah blah blah." And this, cool. We talk for a few minutes, and until some crazy guy walks by and starts screaming obscenities, and we said, "Okay, well, nice to meet you." <laughs> we have to <laughs> we have to brick. we have yeah. to get out of Dodge. But yeah, yeah, that was that was. That was kind of fun. Uh, yeah, because, I, I, you know, I'm posting in, I think right now, in four local Facebook groups um, mm. for the two neighborhoods that I live in. There's two for each. And because uh, and, I like, you know, that's my job is to point out the stuff that I'm seeing to people. And, uh, and, and. And so yeah, people are recognizing me, which is which is nice. I like that. And not that I want. I'm, again, it's not like a thing about like I need to be popular or something like that. But it's 
you know, you send the pictures out in the world and, and, and sometimes you don't know if everybody, you know, if people are seeing them or right. care or like it or something like that. And, you know, not everybody comments or puts a thumbs up and stuff like that. So. No, they just like, oh, that's a nice picture. And then they don't provide any feedback. But what? That's whatever. That's their experience, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's nice that people are, uh, it actually made my day. I mean, I was just walking out of the uh, Blue Star, the coffee shop. I go in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so it's just my usual you know, my morale is just whatever it is. Okay, I'm going to do my walk and stuff like that. And then actually talking to somebody or having someone recognize that and appreciate the stuff uh, it gave me a charge, you know, in some way. And and uh, and so I was able to, uh, you know, I continued on my day with us sort of the rest of the, my walk with a smile, not on my face. I don't want to look like an idiot all the time. <laughs> but, you know, it's just someone, you know, you, you know that. Um, yeah. Someone recognizes you and... and uh, yeah, have a good time. So, um, first, uh, uh, some little housekeeping before we get into our, sure. our parish guests. notices. Parish notices. What? Parish notices. <laughs> Paris. Parish notices. I can't yes. say that five times. The, the parish notice. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we decided to uh, join the club of Substack and and start a newsletter. Uh, Mainly, you know, uh, we we got some encouragement from our fellow unusual brother, uh, David Swiduck, who uh, is um, uh, encouraging us to, you know, he's like, you guys want to write, write, you know, talk about your photography and do, you know, stuff and have a have a way that people can interact with you. And so I, you know, I've thought about this for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and and it seemed like Substack was a was a reasonable idea. So we started it uh, what a couple of weeks ago and. Thought the idea would be to maybe post a newsletter opposite of our um, uh, our shows. Podcast. So opposite our weeks. Yeah, yeah. Except okay. that this time I, I, I actually I published two, you know, rather quickly. I wanted to sort of kickstart it with getting some stuff done. So, mm-hmm. um, I you know, we published an article about uh, making a photo journal, right? You know, I thought mm-hmm. that was a good thing to talk about. And then I actually then republished a story that or uh, an essay I wrote for our unusual blog, which was, which I thought might be a nice way to get that out into the world. So, um, and I'm hoping that, uh, we can get your, uh, sure. your story that we have out there just to push it out there to, so yep. people can, people can read it and stuff like that. So I think initially I might, I think, you know, get a few bits of, uh, newsletter out, not spamming anybody, but just get, get it out there so that we sort of get an established thing. Plus actually, if you get a lot of posts, the, the um, Substack page actually takes on like a newspaper looking style. Okay. So cool. you have to have more than four posts. So, okay. uh, but I think every other, you know, maybe every other week, um, yeah. let's see how that community comes off. So uh, if you would like to subscribe to our Substack newsletter, it's, Which, it's by free. the way, I'm your first subscriber. You're the first subscriber. <laughs> our first our, subscriber. You're the, uh, our It'll be our subscriber. when I post something, right? Right now. Yes. It's, well, it, it's always ours. It's the Street Shots. But uh, go to um, streetshots.substack.com and you can then sign up for the newsletter. I'll put the link in the in the show notes so you can make an easy click and, and join us. And yeah, it's not a spam, but I, I'm actually in, I'm kind of digging the Substack community that mm. I'm starting to come across, especially with photography. And, uh, you know, after having moved, sort of moving away from the dumpster fire that was Twitter, um, and, you know, like I've not, like I said, not been on Instagram and my social media, other than like my Facebook, but to outside world mm-hmm. is kind of dim- diminished. Right. And, and the, so the voices are quieting. The voices in the head are, are starting to subside, which is nice. Yeah. yeah but the Substack community, the, the, some of the some of the long form you know newsletter stories that are coming out are, are I'm finding enjoyable to read and and uh, and the comment sections will be interesting to see how it takes off so so join us on Substack please uh, we want to get the subscribers you guys you know can uh, we can reach out in a different way too so so that's the that's the housekeeping that's the the parish notice for the. Yeah. Cool. for the show but uh we were we were we were you want to ask me uh because we were talking offline about this i said we should talk about this online um, um there are some online things some well no no the uh the my little you know foray into the city with my lens. oh oh yeah, yeah yeah so now you you had posted some pictures from this longer lens that you have on your fuji right uh yeah 75 yeah. millimeter Yes. So I'm very impressed by them. I like them a lot. 
and I just want to know what your the photographs. Anyway, I don't know anything about the lens, but the uh, what did you? What was your experience with it, and and what kind of fulfillment did you have with it? Because I think the okay. pictures are pretty darn good. Thank you. Um, it was uh, first of all, it's the. 70 it's the viltrox 75 millimeter f 1.2 sorry to be geeky out here but but that's um, the reason why it's significant is that viltrox is creating you know for those of you who have fuji cameras you probably know this already so big deal but viltrox is one of those third-party companies making lenses and they're making a pro quote-unquote pro line lenses for the um for the fuji uh autofocus so uh I can't remember what sort of sparked it. Again, it might have been something that we were talking about on our unusual Discord, and because um, I was shooting that one thirty-five. Right, the, you were talking about the, the one thirty-five, right? The rodeo, and then and 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 Dave was speaking about. He, I think he has the same lens or one hundred five, and we got into that, and uh, I realized that the seventy-five millimeter on the Fuji is about a one what one ten, so that's close to a one hundred five. 110, 111, I don't know what, what it's in, it's in that range. 105 millimeter was one of the, my favorite lenses on my, on my Nikon cameras. It's actually, I still have them. One of the sharpest lenses I think Nikon ever made with the 105s. It was a F2.8. But anyway, uh, that discussion got me thinking about, well, I was going to head into the city and what would it be like to try to do some street photography with that lens? I'm not used to using that uh medium telephoto mild telephoto lens in street photography you know all the stuff i'm doing is 28 millimeter 35 millimeter so in the you know vein of like a saw lighter or uh you know um what's his name ernst haas or anybody those older uh photographers street photographers who use the longer lenses and color I, in, in color, yeah. And I thought, well, let me just give it a try. I'm in the city. I'm going to have lunch with a friend. I'm going to be downtown in the Lower East Side, which is always kind of interesting. It's, you know, it's still mm, old worldy in New York a little bit. It's hard to say that because New York is changing so much. Mm -hmm. And I thought I would just leave and get, uh, before I got to the restaurant, get to the city early. So I can walk around a little bit before I met him and then, and then, um, and then walk around afterwards. Anyway, so... So I brought it with me and I, I was taking some shots with it just when I was going to the, the restaurant. That was sort of less intense. But then after we were, we, we finished our lunch and, uh, you know, in this, for those of you in cities, now we have those outdoor, um, seating areas that they put out during the pandemic. They're, you know, in the street now taking up, you know, uh, where, where it used to be parking spaces are now some outdoor dining places. And so, as we got out, the friend I was with, he's also a photographer, and we were talking about, you know, um, old-time photographers and our, our, our background in photography. Anyway, so we were in a pho photographic mood, and then we got out, and across the street, it was a, just a narrow street, there was um, a street, uh, street art on the wall, and I saw mm -hmm. that, and... I told him we were going to go off into directions. And I said, I think I'm going to stay here for a minute and photograph because I saw people walking by that. And I thought that might make a nice, it's very colorful um, street art. So like I thought I'd make them a... shooting so that, that, the, that the art is behind them as they walk yeah. by. Yeah. yeah, as they walk by. Just something, you know, typical, you know, it was just be a starting point. My friend was looking at the same scene, but he was looking through the... Um, plexiglass of the outdoor seating area and the plexiglass had graffiti on it mm -hmm. and he said yeah you know we were both looking at the same thing but we were looking at it differently because he said yeah hey this would be like you know this would be a good way to for you to practice trying to do a saw lighter kind of thing and and what's funny is that i didn't see that scene even though i was actually behind the plexiglass my eyes were looking past the plexi right to the wall right Imagine i wanted to sort of standing on the other side saying yeah. yeah standing on the side without the graffiti in the way and he saw the graffiti in the way and he said yeah that would make a good thing and i was like it didn't even occur to me like mm -hmm. that's how uh, non-thinking i am of that sort of style or trying it out and even using that because the the telephoto lens is going to help because it's going to compress all those you don't have to stand in the middle of the street too i don't have to stand way. in the middle of the street and it, it, you know we compress those layers right and and so I actually stood back and I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know? And, and so he took off and I just stood there and waited as people walked by and I was shooting through these layers of graffiti to this wall. And I got 
a couple of good shots. One one shot of this gentleman sort of making these hand gestures. But what that did was it then triggered my brain into okay, this is how I can use the lens. Mm. Right? I, even though I'm in a tight spot like, you know, I'm thinking I, I'm thinking I still have the thinking of a wide angle lens. Right. And I'm realizing I can't use this in that sense because it's it's just too tight downtown. But so how am I going to use the lens? I can't just walk down the street and do a, you know, by the hip shot or something like that. That's right. So him saying that to me and reminding me, even though I really, that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to sort of put on my, you know, New York street photographer, telephoto, saw lighter shoes and walk around, you know, like you know, a lighter esque kind of walk, as you would say. Lighter esque uh, <laughs> contemplation. Kind of, it, but it, it did remind it, it, his, pointing that out got me to think about okay this is how i should look at the things it's really funny because i already had that in my head like mm. i had this idea in it but but i but i kind of lost it because when i when i looked at the scene i went back to the old me my old eyes and said okay well i don't want this graffiti in the front i want to just get this wall yeah i then realized i need to put things in the front i need to i wanted to compress yeah, I, call, I call it shooting through yeah yeah shooting through um I, that was uh, a revelation. In fact, later on, I texted him and I said, thank you for pointing that out to me. I totally didn't see that. Mm. And, and he, by doing that, set me off. So I, I took a long, not a long way home, but I took a sort of a slow walk home. And, and I started seeing things then, okay, let me look past things, like looking into a store or this gentleman uh, was uh, smoking a cigarette and he had a, uh, there was like a... Uh, a thing in front with with bags on it that he was selling and and i was you know what was really cool was i could sh i was shooting on the other side of that through the bags and the mm. and the netting that was holding it up at him smoking but i realized like you know i could be looked at like oh well i'm not photographing him i'm photographing the bags right you know so that i can be totally uh, um, inconspicuous in my shooting but i'm shooting this guy and i liked it all of a sudden i started seeing through things right uh, there was a a woman in a bar she was a bartender and i shot through the windows and stuff like that so i really you know opened up my eye yeah. to start thinking about oh okay this is now how i can start this is what this lens is good for and this is how i can use it and this is and so that continued all the way home when i got back to brooklyn i was like okay let me just walk from the subway to home and see what i can grab using this lens and i grabbed a couple of shots and i liked them i think it was a I think it was a, a well, what a you posted looks fantastic so well thanks i mean I'm looking forward to more, more <laughs> of that i have to think about how you know it's again it's not my style but it's worth investigating and it's and it's a and holy moly it is challenging now i imagine these guys in the way back when doing this with film and not being able to see their results uh immediately and uh, the challenge that must have been, you know, the, the the time delay that it goes that you look and see the what worked and have to try to remember the scene and all this stuff. And your metering and yeah. all that. Yeah, the metering. But that again, that delay. I mean, I was looking at, of course, I'm looking at the pictures not right away, but I'm kind of like, you know, scoping them out a little bit. Yeah. Um, I did actually want to mention. Well, I don't know if I'll talk about that on this episode. Uh, there was something about. You know, di the difference between uh, looking at your pictures digitally and film and the delay but uh, anyway um comes from the the uh what's his name well, who am i reading right now um mark power oh okay yeah yeah i bought another mark power i bought a mark power book um but i'm i'm actually watching a mark power um uh class as it were from magnum uh on their site and so if um I, I will talk about him at some other point i think but but he he did as he transitioned from film to digital and he realized that the fact that you can see your pictures very quick after you take them because with a digital camera you can look at them how um his experience changed of the scene that he's looking at and even of his pictures and the difference between the delay in uh, when you develop your film and you have to wait and get a contact sheet and stuff like that, as opposed to looking at your pictures right away. Right. Um, there's a whole thing he's talking about. Anyway, uh, 
so yeah, that was that was my experience with it. And I am looking forward to trying it and and trying to do it. Even my medium format camera, I might want to go out with. Um, I have a I bought a one thirty five millimeter, really kind of, you know, cheapo. It's a Miticon. It's actually not a bad lens, but it's a one thirty five, and that's the equivalent of a one oh five on the uh, on the GFX. And so talk about slowing down and and trying to and trying to uh, um, do that. But I might want to try to practice that anyway thank you for for appreciating those pictures and and we'll see where yeah. i go with those you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to more work yeah well yeah. me too <laughs> it's, like, it's all new it's like oh yeah look what i can what can, what can what can i do with this so anyway uh yeah that's it that's it for me i think that's no, all you the, got more do you have what do i got issue oh. of uh of oh yeah one, yeah one two one eight okay one so yes i did thank you for reminding me uh, I did. I created issue three of one one two one eight. Um, my zine one one two one eight plus, and this one is uh, a black and white issue. Actually, I realized I don't put this in the show notes, but if anybody wants to purchase my zines, I'll put them down in the uh, in the show notes. The link to them. I dropped the price on them, so they're on sale. Um, but it's a great way to support the show and me, and uh, uh, by checking out my zines. Um, I, they're from blurb but anyway yeah i i just got them in the mail yesterday i did three copies of them and it's an entire black and white issue which was uh interesting to do uh given that we're also going to be doing a black and white zine the two of us so this is sort of like a test run by the way again we're not getting paid by blurb but boy use those guys <laughs> yeah they're really good so i'm looking at this zine uh first of all the quality of it is is totally wonderful the 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 blacks are really nice there's the the paper that i'm using or the paper in these zines is not too glossy it's got a little sheen to it so it's still you can still see the blacks they're like deep um the print quality even on one of my images of um i had to blow it up and and the software said is this one of the american flag that i that i have and the software said that it was too low res but um, I don't really have a higher res version of this picture, and so I decided to make it a double page spread, and it and it still looks great. Mm -hmm. So even even the ones that get marked low res. So it's I'm really really satisfied with this one. Actually, I'm, I'm like I need to do another um, black and white issue, but I, I figured I would I would space them out because um, what I want to do is make these uh, available for when I have my show, and uh, so I think I might have four. I think I might have another zine by then because uh, I have a date for the show too, by the way. Oh, cool. September 28th. Let me just double check that. Uh, yeah, September 28th. Uh, I'm going to have an open show, show opening up at uh, Blue Star Parlor Cafe on Cortelu Road. If all goes well, there'll be nice. shots from these uh, zines. So um yeah yeah it was a it's a another you know a feather in the hat in the sense that uh got another zine done i'm cranking them out i noticed i've been doing one a month <laughs> well you're inspired that's the time to do it don't let it don't let it die on the vine so yeah yeah I, and good. i realized um uh i got some inspiration i think from what's his name Temp, ted forbes every time he right. shows has one of his mail episodes uh, and and showing all the zines and seeing what people are doing and and, and uh, so I think I'm going to send some of these to him and hopefully cool. he'll, maybe he'll, he'll read some of them. But thank you for thank you for remembering that. Yeah, yeah that's no a problem. yeah. So now so I got three I got three issues. I feel like I'm actually like a publisher now. <laughs> In fact, I just well, do, ordered. Do you, a, do you have a like a press like an imprint? Like you should get one. Or the I know you've got a logo there. I've got. Do you have I've, a name? No, no. Maybe I should work on that. Yeah, That's I have one. I just haven't used it yet. So what is it? Nizer Press, N-I-S-O-R Press. What does it mean? What it it's an from? anagram of rosin, my hmm. last name. Just like Ornus is an anagram of <laughs> my last name. So oh. I have the domains and everything. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Been uh, hoarding I'll... them for years, my friend. Well, it's time to start. Maybe we, yeah. maybe we should uh, do our zine under your press name. <laughs> well, I've got, I've, well, I'll tell you later about it? the project, my first project that'll probably okay. come under that. Yeah. So. Well, I, we're, you know, enough of me. 
I'm, All right. I'm, I'm, I've, 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 My turn. I, I this can't is talk the any. shameless self-promotion episode. Well, folks. that's yes, that's okay. We're we're <laughs> we're about self-promoting and getting you know getting us out into the world. But yeah. <laughs> Let's let's talk about your. What do you want to talk about? Your trip first. Well, let's go. Your... Yeah, well, let's go back in time, like from, right. Because we talked about the trip in the last episode. Recent. So you, yeah. Right. So you went on the trip. Let's, I went on the trip, but before that, or after that, um, I was invited. And it's funny that you're talking about Ted Forbes during the Ted Forbes meetup that we had here in Calgary. So I met him, and he's a very lovely, a lovely man. And uh, I told him I was going to send him a copy of our rodeo book, like the third last one that we have. Still haven't done that. I got to do that. Um, um, Evelyn, um, Evelyn Drake, who is the, she's the marketing manager for the camera store and she's also Jordan Drake's wife. Uh, she's on the camera store television. She's on with, uh, with Dave Paul and they have their own, since Jordan and Chris left, they're the hosts now of, of TCS TV. Anyway, so she, we, I've known her for quite a long time and she said, um, you know, you do, you've done this photo book. How would you like to do a live in-person session, like a seminar thing on a Saturday morning sometime in the future, like, you know, end of July or sometime in August and, and, um, and, you know, we'll see, see how that goes just as a promotional thing, bring people in the store early on a, on a Saturday morning. It would be, you know, you talk for an hour or so and bring a PowerPoint presentation and so on. So I, Used my dubious PowerPoint skills and I put together a, <laughs> a show about how to the process of photo book making was what the show was called or the talk, and um, it ended up going over really well. We had kind of standing room only. There was uh, fifty people there we estimated, and we only had seating for thirty five, I think. And uh, it was fantastic. They, they have a they have a pr presentation space there. They have a space. Well, they have. On the south side of the store, it's an open, kind of open area where they put mm -hmm. some of their stand-up exhibits, like big tripods or a clearance table or something. They clear all that out, and then they've got like a 60-inch TV that's monitor that's kind of up and elevated, and you plug your your laptop into it, and you and you talk, and you nod and point, and they wire you for sound, and your voice goes booming throughout the store. <laughs> <laughs> so... And th this wasn't uh, broadcast or anything like that, right? This was just a... no, it was not. But more about that later. Um, oh, okay, yeah. It was not. Uh, so I meant for you guys to take a little voice memo recording from my, uh, from my phone. But it only recorded about seven seconds of me clearing my throat before it made contact with my shirt or something, <laughs> and then stopped. So somebody going, <clears throat> getting ready to talk, and then nothing, and then it quit. So. <laughs> So anyway, you, you should give that to me for the blooper at the end. No, of the show. <laughs> no, I deleted it already. Sorry, man. And I, it might be in the deleted items folder, but I'm not. I'm no, not no, no, no. We're not going to do that to work. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's humiliating enough that I, because I was, I'm quite proud of the show. Anyway, so it was the process of photo book making. So the, you know, you can get in off into the weeds about how, how you just make books. And it's really boring. You could have this kind of binding or that kind of binding. All you're doing is making the people memorize steps of mm -hmm. things that, and, and I thought, you know, uh, what I want to do is show people the different avenues of photo books. In fact, the majority of the first, well, the first part of the show was talking about different kind of photo books that are out there and partly why I like them and, uh, uh, the, the difference, what are you going to call it, strengths and weaknesses of different kinds of photo books, like a journalistic photo book or um, a lyrical photo book that tells a story through uh, a loose association of photographs that take, kind of takes you down, uh, takes you down to some kind of ethereal art experience or a linear photo book like um, uh, Robert Frank's The Americans, right, where the sequencing of the images builds a kind of impression by the time you get to the end of that book you have a feeling about what america is or was at that time right it gives you a feeling as uh if you've never been there um you'll have an idea what it's like after going through those photos did you bring uh some of your own books to oh show? absolutely i brought oh, really? I probably mm -hmm. brought about 30 really <laughs> well to show them and then uh, -huh. uh the ralph gibson books where he's the master of 
the two-page spread, right? And then you, I showed a couple of very obvious examples, and it got gasps from the crowd. Like they'd never seen stuff like that. Um, really, really, yeah. So, and it was—I thought it was really effective. I was like, "Here's what you can do. Give you some ideas of how you can relate photos to each other." If the point of one of the things you're trying to do is pair them, which is what Mark and I did. And then we got into the story of how did we, how did we create the book? What was the context that we created it in? Um, and we did the selection first, which was, and I showed a picture of the boardroom table and at Mark's office where we had hundreds of pictures laid out and we were pairing them and how they talked about how they called to each other. Oh, this goes with this one. This goes with this one. And before you know it, we had, you know, 10 or 15 pairs right off the bat. And then, then it was like, there were some pairs that were weaker than others. And Mark's mantra was, well, if we don't have a good pair, we either pitch it or we find another one better. We'd find another picture better to make a better pair. Can I ask you, like, if I was in the audience, I might ask you this question. Sure. Uh, what would, how would you figure, how do I say this? Does every picture in the book have to be paired? Like what's the decision to pair pictures and what's the decision to leave pictures alone? Like how do you make that choice? Because you can get really tied up into trying to do the concentration game where you're like endlessly looking for pictures that, that match, but right. then you have a picture that is what seems like it won't match anything, but it's a good picture. So how do you decide whether or not to pair them or leave them alone? Well, because we knew the book was going to be kind of expensive for what it was, at least that's my memory, we didn't want to leave any pictures that had a blank white page opposite them. We wanted to have two pages of photographs to look all the way through the book. We had That was one, one thing. So if, a, if there was a really awesome picture, and there were a lot of really awesome pictures that could stand on their own, but they couldn't be paired, they were gone. So mm. we are creating a book. We're not creating... Uh, like some books, uh, like I think of uh, Ro um, Robert Adams in the in the or what's called the New West. Every picture is opposite a a blank page with just the name of the picture opposite, right? So, and that's great. It's like walking through a gallery. I appreciate this picture. I appreciate this picture, and they all can stand on their own. There's a sequence between those when you turn the page. It's clear, clear, it's clear to me that there is. But we wanted to make our book a little bit denser than that. I mm -hmm. certainly want to be a little bit denser than that. Mm -hmm. So with Ralph Gibson as one of the inspirations, I wanted to pair. I wanted to pair every single um, every single image. Now there's two images that weren't paired, and that was opposite the cover, or sorry, opposite the uh, title page. There's a picture of the top of the clubhouse with a Union Jack flag flying. It's not paired. And then on the very back, there's a picture at nighttime with the stars and the fence posts by the um, shooting through the grass that Mark took of the beer tent. And it was sort of like, it's nighttime now. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two pictures that weren't paired. Um, so yeah, so we, we, we set out these pairs and then after the pairing was the sequencing and the sequencing was... I don't... I, sometimes it seemed hard. Sometimes I don't remember whether we found it difficult or easy. But we, what I, what I, I think what I felt we needed to do was try and have ebb and flow. So we have, uh, like the first pair is the cowboy hats. Like there's a black hat and there's a white hat, and there's a bit of a joke there. Oh, black, white. It's a black and white book. <laughs> so it, it's like, well, it's you know, it's lame. I mean, you can say that that kind of thing is lame, but pairing does three things for you. I think it provides that back and forth between two images that. You might not get um, just look well. You wouldn't get if you're just viewing one image. So they they look like they belong together, opposite each other. They also find ways to find images that wouldn't necessarily that aren't ringers that aren't like super hot fancy images that wouldn't you wouldn't hang up on your wall or do whatever. You know, they would work well against maybe a stronger image, and then then now the pair of them become greater than the sum of the parts. And also, and I think the most practical thing is that it gives you an idea of of how to sequence the book just by just by oh we've got this we've got this kind of situation here so we've got the book we've got the the hats we get those out of the way we have a panorama and then we get that out of the way and then okay now we're uh, pictures of horses so we've got 
the wild horse race. So there's this pair of gentlemen that are trying to control this gray mare that's running out and they're pulling back on the, uh, on the lead to try and slow it down. And then the next image is this kind of pyramidal shape almost with two horses colliding and the ropes going up and six guys trying to hold them back. And, and then uh, where do you go from there? Right? Like there's sort of an apex, like a very dynamic sporty image, not a lot of detail, but it is, you know, we, we can't really go any further than that. What's the next sequence going to be after that? So then we had Mark's portraits. And so you turn the page and then there's two of Mark's portraits of people. And Mark's portraits are amazing in that he shoots very close, like you're standing two feet away from somebody and it's just shoulders up. It's not three quarters, it's not a half, it's not waist up, it's just head and shoulders. And so you can look at these people for as long as you want. It's like a pause. I was I was making a joke during the um, uh, during the show. It was like cleanse the palate, right? <laughs> and then so you have two. We have the the spread that has the two portraits, and then we're off to another sequence. So then, um, and it just uh, you know you have two or three spreads of kind of you know kind of um, how do I want to put it um, more dynamic and then a little bit less dynamic and then portraits and then more dynamic less dynamic portraits and then that's the, the way the whole book is laid out that way so what, um, sorry. that's the way that was our that's what we ended up working out so we could incorporate and make real use of mm -hmm. Mark's portraits and we found a way to find pictures that were representative of what you would see, so a bit like Robert Frank's The Americans. If you've never been to that rodeo, after you go through those pictures, you have an idea of what the people are like and what the experiences are like walking around there. Sorry, you were asking. No, it's okay. It's, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, I wanted to ask if you had gotten, going back to the presentation, uh, any questions about your bookmaking that you found interesting or thought-provoking or something like that? Because um, it, it sounded um, like you had a lot of people... Uh, lined up to talk to you afterwards when the show yeah the was show. they were more kind of practical questions um they had known some knew that i was a street photographer i, I referenced it a couple of times and they were kind of interested because the, a lot of people aren't they're interested about the legal implications of shooting people in in the street so they're just, I want to try it but i don't want to get in trouble and so i, I was just there to calm their fears um <laughs> Uh, and there were some questions about, oh, we go out, my husband and I go out and, and take pictures when we go on cruises and stuff like that. And I'm trying to make the pictures, sorry, make make a book that's not just a plain chronology of what's going on. And and this woman was kind of, um, I'm telling tales out of school here, but, um, you know, I think I got the feeling she was kind of unsatisfied with her some of her husband's pictures. And so I, I just shrugged and said, then you got to take more pictures yourself. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I think that'd be good. If there's two photographers on a on a vacation, you'll get this mix and match, and I think it's uh, fantastic. I think yeah. it, you know the encouraging people to actually take those kind of pictures and put them in a book is 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 such a good idea because otherwise, you know, we're never seeing these images. Uh, no, you know, and and the idea that you can. Well, gee, should I make prints? You know, you go to Walgreens and like make you know, forty, you know, four by six prints. Well, no, not necessarily. You know, go and make a book from the stuff, which is not that hard, and it sort of forces you to. It's easier now than it ever has been. It's, yeah, it, it's probably. I don't want to say it's cheaper. It's probably not cheaper. It's depending on where you get the things done, but it's certainly something that lasts a lot longer. It's something you put a book a book on a shelf. Anyway, um, well. So the the presentation went really well. It sounds like went they... really well. And then um, I I sent an email to the store thanking them for the opportunity and everything. And then Evelyn said, "So we, you know, she was thrilled that things went so well. And would we consider doing a live stream this ah. fall sometime?" So Mark and I are gonna go over my my dubious PowerPoint presentation and we'll, we'll <laughs> oh, whip to it, do the to we'll do the same up. show, but this time with Mark. With Mark and I think uh, because we we I can't what I was doing was I was showing off the books themselves, mm -hmm. you know, holding a spread open and then sweeping it around for the crowd to see. 
I think some folks, particularly on the periphery, didn't really get that part of it. And I think there was some feedback, too, that said that would rather have seen those images up on the screen. So that's fine. That's that's a that's good feedback. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just so they can um, see what you're doing. What you're but it about. also it was for me. It was an excuse to walk around and show pictures and you know, keep you know, keep alert. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was great fun, and I uh, really appreciate it and I really have to thank Evelyn for seeing something in me I didn't really see myself. I mean, I'm obs- kind of obsessed over photo books. And this time I actually got to tell no, somebody. No, are you? No, I, no, uh, yeah. Nobody's obsessed. I kind of, uh, yeah, I just, I kind of, I kind of obsess, but. Yeah. Oh. It's only one kind of obsession and that's kind of obsessing. Yeah. Well, you've kind of let that leak out into me, so. Well, um, you're winning now. You're buying all It's stuff. not, a, what's this winning stuff? Come on. It's just. I, well, you're I, buying now. I'm not buying now. I'm in a hiatus. Well, yeah, but you, you bought when I wasn't buying. So no, it, it balances out. I mean, I, you know. I just got my I just got a book today. So cool. Yeah. The hang on, what is it called? The shipping forecast. The shipping forecast. That's the Mark Power book. Mark Power book. Yeah. It's fantastic by the way. But uh, anyway, I still got to go through that Lee Friedlander book too. Yeah. I haven't really and, done that. Oh, and uh is a mm, little um not spoiler, but we we have a book that we're going to review and hopefully speak to the photographers coming that'd up. be great yeah we're it's working a fantastic on that book and i showed off that book uh, oh you did show it off secret. showed off i said this will be the first one in canada because how else would have got here uh it's not released until september 15th somewhere. yeah september 18th we're not mentioning any names yet nope nope, nope nothing names we but just, it's a, we it's uh it is fantastic it is a great book, yeah, uh, and, and it hits close to mine. Anyway, enough. <laughs> we're probably people are saying you better tell us what this book is. Enough already. So, uh, your trip, because so going we back, talked about the, going even back further. So, because we the, talked about this in the last episode, you were yeah. gonna, you were gonna. Let, let's recap quickly, right? You're gonna go yeah. on a trip go to see, to visit my mother, visit your um, mother, and then photograph along the way and on the way. way back, and and hopefully be able to make enough pictures to have a big fat ass zine when you're right. done right right okay that sets so, the stage that sets the stage so i first drove out to drumheller which is about mm, 80 minute drive from here uh it's in the badlands i don't know if you know from badlands like uh they have badlands in montana it's do they have good lands well yeah it, lands? it is uh where the Sorry. Where the melting glaciers w- washed away the sediments, and you have these hills with all the different strata in them. Strata, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And I got to spend some time out there and do some pretty black and white. It's one of these things that's so close, and I never do. But and I'm not much of a, a landscape photographer, and there's a reason. So I got to go out there and get started. So um, so I stopped by there. I didn't do any landscape, but my friend Vicky is an artist out there. So she has a studio. So I was doing some environmental portraits of her in her backyard. Uh, she's got a va- backyard seating area. It's all very sheltered, and the light was beautiful, and her with her dog. Very casual, nothing posed, just she's sitting there, we're having tea. Mm-hmm. She's just there with her dog looking down and away from the camera, and the dog is glaring at me like, Arr. Sorry, this is on This is on the trip. This, this is, is on, on the, the trip, way. yeah. On the way. This okay. is on day one, yeah. Day one, I see, okay. Day one. So I was there, so I went there and then went into her studio. It's very interesting. She, has, she teaches kids art. Uh, she does all kinds of things. She has, um, she, well, not tutor is the wrong word, but she was kind of a professional helper to help people in their own art and painting and all that kind of stuff. So she has these little side jobs that she does. And so I was just taking more portraits of her and sort of the environment that she's in. And um, uh, so that was fun, and I've known her for 40 years, so that was nice to kind of catch up and talk about stuff. And then I continued the drive to a small town, kind of out of the way off the highway, like an hour and a half off the highway, uh, to a small town, to a care facility where my very sick aunt is staying. And I uh, took pictures of her care room and of her. And um, we go um, we go back a long time, too. She married my father's youngest brother. Uh-huh. And she was 19 when she got married. I shot her wedding. I was 16. 
when I shot it. Hmm. So we both have an interest in photography. She likes to go out in the springtime and take pictures of the crocus, crocuses and the cactuses out where she lives. And uh, we talked about art and photography the whole time I was out there uh, visiting her. And um, we talk, we actually talk, she's the person I think I talk about art more than anybody else over hmm. the years. And uh, she was just like, you know, it's interesting being kind of stuck in your room. It's terrible, but she has yeah. all of her art supplies and her pigments and uh, water, watercolor and, and oil and acrylic, whatever. She's got a, two big carts full of art supplies. And she's got enough room in her in her uh, in her room to be able to work and paint and work from photographs, or I think she just works from her imagination as well. And uh, so that's very poignant. And so I have uploaded the pictures that part of the trip up to the uh, up to the computer and up to my storage, but I haven't started editing them yet. Mm -hmm. I I had a lot of feelings after when I was there it was just about me being with her and talking with her. Um, and just being present and it was great. It was a great visit for her, uh, cause she was, the more we got into the discussion, the more present she became. Mm. And so that's, that really felt good. Felt good for both of us that we could have that talk and that time together. So I think this fall, I think I'm going to go visit her again and, uh, maybe deliver some product to her, some pictures <laughs> was, oh, cause nice. I told her I would, uh, I would have something for her as soon as I could from these, from these, from these, from from, yeah. from this, yeah. So then, uh, and then I went home uh, to visit my mother. Um, my day job's been kind of tense right now, so I just basically I get to mom's house and I just like shut down <laughs> completely. So I really didn't do much. We went out to a local restaurant, had a nice time, a little steak dinner thing, and then came back. And actually, my mom, who doesn't really like to be photographed too much, and she's not totally against it. She's like, aren't you going to take some pictures? <laughs> like, oh yeah, I guess I got to do that. <laughs> so like the, the morning or the day before I left, I went around and took pictures of her home and of her. And, uh, she's, you know, she's in her eighties now. And it's interesting to see, uh, you know, time passing and how, how our lives are different than they were or how different they were certainly than when mm -hmm. I left 40 years mm -hmm. ago. And, all those sorts of things. So when I was driving back, I had all of this kind of thinking uh, going on about these friends that I know for all these years and my mother. And uh, it's a lot to process. So I've kind of given up on the, I mean, I did take a lot of pictures of mm -hmm. environmental stuff. You know, the car came to a stop sign. There's a construction guy holding up a stop sign. Um, different things that I see along the way. Um, you know, wheat fields and those sorts of things. They're just, for me, that I don't think there was enough to have a thick zine. Um, that's fine, though. It becomes something else, and I'm right, not, I'm not right. grieving that, that loss. There's certainly material in there to do something with, but the pictures of, of Rosemary, uh, my, my sick aunt, they are a different level than the other mm. two. So would the pictures of the environmental work of hers work in a book that's just of the three visits? They might, um, but it's something I have to think about. And I won't think about it too long. I mean, I, I'll, I will, you know, start, start post-processing soon. Um, but it just kind of changed, uh, changed the feeling that I had. You know, by the time I got to visit to my mother's, it's sort of like, this is going to be something else. This this project is going to be something else. And um, so it's interesting. You started out with one idea, but then during the actual yeah trip thing, you know, shift. And I was kind of fast and loose. Like I wanted it to be light. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then even when I was taking pictures of my art friend Vicky, it was sort of like this is my very old friend. In fact, she was uh, one of the pictures I got of her. She's holding up a holding up a frame with four photos I took of her in 1988. Mm. Like she's dressed up like a cowboy, like, a, uh, you know, with a jean jacket and jeans and a shirt and whatever. And she, with her, or, or lariat or whatever, her rope. And it was the, these old, these old pictures of her. And, um, she hasn't changed at all as far as I can see, but it's just kind of the, the, this passage of time. 
and I had this feeling like, am, am I am I doing these people justice? Am I doing these women justice by the way I mm. shot them? Mm. And particularly with Rosemary, did I? Was there enough dignity in those images, or was I just there to snap pictures? Uh, I knew that what I was doing, particularly with her, would have a lot of gravity. I just didn't really feel it until I started driving home and thinking about it. Uh, I didn't take many pictures. I don't think you have to take many pictures mm -hmm. to capture something. And I knew when I was, when, you know, the look in her eyes when I was shooting her, like, there's some big stuff going on there. So I just want to make sure, I think I'm giving myself some distance so that when I do go into post, I'll have the right mindset, um, whatever that means. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not, it's not sadness or anything it's just i want to make sure i give these three women the the presentation or you want to, whatever you want to call it um um the gravity and the the dignity mm -hmm. that these pictures deserve so big lesson like it's not shooting street <laughs> <laughs> no no it is no. not no it's that 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 i'm so used to this you know people i don't know and snip snap you know, I got gotcha, you know. Losing what about that? Go back to the, for a second, the, when you were talked about initially doing this, like you wanted to have a zine where it was like multiple, you almost said like 100, 100 pages. Yeah. Does that still fit into an idea that you have? Like you're describing the project changed because of your experience. Yeah. Now, do you still want to do a zine, not necessarily a, of this project but like that energy that you had yeah to do this because that's that's a, that kind of project i mean i think of a zine of like like where you're just sort of f being free with what you put in there right? right pictures and stuff like that that is an idea on its own separate yeah. from from this is that something still oh yeah it no it, it's it's the form of it really appeals to me mm -hmm. i think back to my oh my 30 year old uh 35 year old vogue magazines right where it's all ads the whole thing is ads but it's just this has this energy right you've got the best fashion photographers art directors models and designers in the world at that time whatever you want to think of that and i don't care um putting together these magazines and they're spectacular they're arts and the whole thing is art so i wanted something that sort of had that the form of it, this thick zine that you could pick and choose. You could just open it up in the middle and see something. Or you could, if you wanted to go on the trip with me or whatever it becomes, you could go sequentially through it and you could see the trip or you can just search for stuff. I mean, I like the idea of that form. Separate from the sequenced book that Mark right. and I did, mm -hmm. which was mm -hmm. really you're going to get the best appreciation going from beginning to end. A magazine is you just open it up wherever. Right, and it's just a different form of a book. Yeah. Right? So, so that's still on the plate then. Oh yeah. Some no, that's the, really what energized me was the form, and then mm -hmm. it was coincidental. I'm big into coincidences. Coincidental <laughs> with me wanting to drive back to visit my mother. Right. So why don't I put these two things together? Because I'm too lazy to think of them apart. So let's try and <laughs> put them. We'll put them together, and then we'll, we'll go on our trip, and I'll. You know, shoot a picture of the McDonald's I was at when I stopped first thing in the morning on the first day. You know, like, you know, just just try to bring some, some, whatever a feeling of being on the road, which so, I love. I love being on the road. Oh yeah. So yeah. this um, this experience uh, for you was really interesting. Is that you go in with one idea and you come out with something else, and yeah. and, and you're taking the time too. It's like you're not coming out and say, oh, I'm disappointed that this is not going to work for the zine format because of this and everything. You're, you're, you're taking a new idea that may or may not work. You haven't sort yeah. of finished that idea yet, but you're not trying to force it, force it into this no. format that you, you wanted to do. So you're not coming out disappointed at all. No. In this no, process. I'm you're just coming out with something new or even something thoughtful or things that you for you to contemplate and just in general, like life in general. Right. And, but some nerves about making sure that I'm doing these people justice. Right. 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 And that's the, I didn't expect that. Like I was just going on, I was going to take your pictures and they'd be great and things would be great. Well, no, it's like you're 
doing something very intimate and, uh, you know, and that's just me being away from any kind of anything approaching a studio or, or careful portraits. I mean, I used to take pictures of my young cousin. She wanted to model for a while. So hey, mm -hmm. there's an opportunity, another coincidence. I happen to have a camera, you know, and we, I think we, she and I did some good work together. Um, so, you know, it, it's just a different, uh, a different mindset after being Mr. Street all this time. Mm, um, yeah, to yeah. to to go down this road with, and part of it is, I mean, and I kind of mentioned it before, like people I I really know well, um, and it it's sort of like I you're, my subjects are trusting me, like I have to feel like they're trusting me with whatever it is I'm going to do with these pictures. So that's uh, that's good. That's growth. That's me growing up or whatever. Um. I like that part of it that I have to kind of change my perspective. Yeah. Just when you think you don't have anything to learn, you always find out there's something new. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, the sort of tie what you were talking about with me, with the lens and what you, what you're talking about, I'm, I'm coming to realize that I think having met you and spending time doing this show and, you know, getting books and stuff like that has really gotten me to be uh, or I'm working at becoming more thoughtful about photography rather than a reactive, well, this is cool or this is fun or, you know, right. obsessed by something like this to, to be able to pull back and spend time thinking about my pictures, thinking about other people's pictures, not reacting, moving away from the, I mean, again, I, 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 I bring this up ad nauseum, but like moving away from Instagram or that fast, you know, response or dopamine thing that goes on with rapid production of imagery. Like I've I'm moving away from that and, and, and slowing down a little bit. And I'm finding that much more satisfying overall. I think that's why I'm buying all these books too. Right. Uh, so I can start thinking about pictures, even the journals that we started making. Yeah. Uh, is is about thinking about photography uh even thinking about my own pictures and being more deliberate about that and uh you know that's kind of a first and so that's kind of what i'm learning too it's nice to be able to learn that now after having done photography for so long it, it, and realizing i don't have to be so reactive to things i can actually i can stop and even contemplate my own pictures like you know I go and make a big deal at my lightroom library is so large when was the last time i went and took a dive you know and back and you know right and stuff like that anyway um it's just i I'm, I'm really appreciating that and i'm appreciating your stories both the about the presentation and and then this trip um yeah so it's nice to hear that so, also well, uh, i should one thing i i should uh say too um about slowing down um about almost well it was over a year ago i dropped a camera off at my friend gary's place he's got a um, camera repair business out of his home. He mm -hmm. does fantastic work. Anyway, I was gifted a Rolacord uh, twin lens from an uh, old gentleman who just wanted to get rid of all of his stuff and move into a, a condo from his large home here in, in Northwest Calgary. And so I got this this camera, and I, you know, it hadn't probably been used in 40 years. I think it was, according to the serial numbers, built in 61, so it's not too bad. And I sent it to my friend Gary, and then he, he actually came to the show. He actually came to my talk, and he brought the camera with him. Oh, really? <laughs> I hadn't come to his house. It was ready months and months ago. He says, it's probably sitting on the shelves so long, it's probably gone out of spec again. I said, like, well, I'm sorry. I, just, I didn't get down there. So, so you have it was it really you? nice. Oh. And, so, you can put some film through it? Oh yeah, so yeah, and that's I also have a Yashica, uh, Yashica Mat One Twenty Four G, mm -hmm. and um, and so I I on my way home from work today, I stopped by the camera store and visited with some folks there and bought a couple of rolls of Ilford HP Five. So I've got T Max Four Hundred and I got Ilford HP Five, and um, and these two cameras, and so I've just showed my son, my twenty six year old son, the. Uh, the Roly, uh -huh. I think he'll struggle with it. I think he'll have an easier time with the Yashica. I said, the Yashica is like driving a, uh, like a Nissan R32 from the 80s. Like, 
like a souped-up sports car from 30 years ago. From 30 years <laughs> okay. ago. So yeah, imagine okay. a Japanese sports car from 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm driving an old Porsche. You know, I'm driving <laughs> the first-generation 911 with my Rolly. You guys going to go out and photograph together? Yeah, I think we'll things? go out and photograph. So he's like, and how many pictures in a roll? And I said 12. And how much does the film cost? About $10 a roll. He's like, that's not actually, careful. you know, that's not bad. You're definitely going to slow down. You should both take, uh, find yourself uh, in front of a mirror and do a Vivian Meyer style do, yeah. uh, selfie of both of you. Oh, uh, I know a couple the... places where we can do that downtown. Actually. All right, all right, that'll be kind of fun. I uh, mean, I wish I was with you guys. I would like, I would love to take my my Minolta with with you and 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 do that route too. I was going to say, uh, talking about slowing down. Another practical tip for slowing down if you're a Fuji owner and if you've got the newer cameras. The, like the X8 series or the um, X-T5 or the GFX, turn on the clarity feature on on the <laughs> serious. I think it's on the X-Pro3 too. It, it's, it will slow down when you take a picture. There's so much processing going on that you have to wait for the picture. Okay. So <laughs> what's the point of having a digital camera if you, you know? Yeah, well, you know, some people want to, you know, they say, I got to slow down, so I have to have film. No, you don't have to slow down to have film. You can no. take single pictures with a digital camera. But yeah. I, I do, I have a film simulation now that's got clarity built into it. And so I, when I take a picture, I think the camera's, it stops for a second. I'm, I'm not taking anything that moves anyway. So, but I just realized that it does slow me down. Anyway, it was just kind of a dumb, a dumb thing to think about. So anyway, we got two rolls of film. So that's each. So that'll be 24. I think I'll shoot the T-Max because that's my old love. And he can shoot the HP5, which really doesn't matter how you set the camera. There'll be some something yeah, to use out of the negative. Do they have uh, light this. meters or are you going to be just uh, Well, the Rolly doesn't. The Rolly doesn't, but I'll just use the uh, I'll just use a phone light meter app. Mm-hmm. And I'm st- I think I'm still pretty good at guessing. We'll find out. I'll before I start the meter up, I'll, I'll guess, you know, about right. one 500th F56. To, yeah. to be continued or follow up on this, all right? Follow up on that, yeah. I don't know when we're going to have time together to do this, but he seems interested. And cool. uh, just watching him and the, one of the nicest, coolest things, uh, experiences you can give somebody new is to watch him start to use a TLR for the first time because it's <laughs> laterally reversed image in the viewfinder. It's, it's a really live like, look, image. Turn, you, turn the, you turn it this way and the picture goes that way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And then I showed him the magnifier and then the sport viewfinder. And it's like, he's like, oh, high tech. I'm like, shut up. This is, yeah, right. this is what it was. <laughs> yeah, try to make a good picture from this. Yeah. Where, where's the, where do you trip the shutter oh, down here? Oh, it's underneath. So I got to focus here and I got the shutter. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. how it works. All right. Yeah. But, All right. Uh, cool. I didn't think we had anything to talk about, but we did. So, yeah, we did. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out. Where 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 can we find you in the world? You can find me on Vero and Twitter at 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 Rosin at W Rosin Photo <laughs> W R O S I N P H O T O. Uh, Instagram, you can find me at Ward Rosin Fine Art, and that's where you're going to see most of my work right off the bat. In uh, on Facebook, I'm Ward Rosin Photo, and my website is uh, Rosin.ca R O S I N dot C A. There's nothing really there on that site, but you can come mm. visit uh, if you like. And then I have our unofficial sponsor unofficial of this sponsor. podcast is Ornis Photo. It's O R N I S dot Photo, where I sell uh, lenses and uh, lens adapters for Fuji X and Sony E mount. I might have to. Crop I sensor. might have to. I might have to look into your catalog for a minute. I'm thinking about an adapter for something. But I just don't. Sure. There's some more. There's some. Uh, just round out of Canon FD to Sony. That's okay. I'm not a Canon guy. Oh, you're talking about for Canon to Sony. I see. A Canon to Sony adapter. Yeah, I got to order some. I'm a Fuji guy. All right. Well, cool. Our unofficial sponsor. Thank you. And me, you can find me anywhere Flickr, Twitter, um, Vero at AM Rosario. That's my website too, amrosario.com. Facebook, Rosario Photo. And our website is streetshots.photography, but we're also on Facebook too. So if you want to join us there and say hi, Street Shots Podcast. And look, hey, like I said at the beginning, subscribe to our Substack newsletter at streetshots.substack.com. And uh, we'll start pushing out some interesting content to you, hopefully. Uh, I'm in the mood for that. Yes, Opie. Uh, yes, we're, I'll, I'll be right there. <laughs> he knows Good when time. the end of the show is. Yeah. 
Uh, and if you want to leave us a message, um, uh, go to speakpipe.com slash street shots. You can leave us a 90 second message. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got questions, uh, and uh, we've gotten a few comments, so uh, we're working on those. And if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee at uh, buymeacoffee.com slash Antonio Rosario. And I'll put links to the um, zines in the uh, show notes. So another way to support the show. And we're almost, we're going to be 10 episodes away from our 200th episode. So I wonder if that will happen by the beginning of the year in terms of timing. I think it's, uh, so Ten. we're close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at 189. So anyway, thanks for joining us tonight. Word, thanks for spending your time, your busy time. Appreciate no it. I know you're such a busy guy. And uh, uh, anyway, thanks for joining. And uh, have a good night, everybody. See you in a couple of weeks. Good night. Good night. With the Mr. Softy song, if you don't know what it is, it's enough to drive you up the wall. <laughs> And the guy parks and, and plays the music on and on. And I'm so tempted to go down there and say, can you just give me a break from your bloody music? Yeah, and Opie thinks the same thing. Yeah, Opie's with get, you right there. Get rid of the music, man. Unbelievable. And, and then because we have those little side streets, right? So he drives up slowly and... Well, the kids say so you got to get the kids down. There's no the kids. The, he does this at 10 o'clock at night. The kids, there's no kids out. Anyway, it's, you know, I used to like Mr. Softy, and now no. all I want to do is um, go John Wick on him. <laughs> it's like, blow you it up. my appreciation of dairy products. Yeah, uh, more, than, uh, more than lactose intolerant did, so... <laughs>